0: Earth to all my wrestlers, wrestlers at heart, wrestling fans, wrestling fans who may not openly admit it. That's the way my dad was back in the day. <laughs> God rest his soul. But this program is designed with you in mind as we are going to dig deep into the fascinating history of a tradition-rich wrestling program in far western Kentucky. Union County High School, that is. Now folks, they've enjoyed An impressive six consecutive state titles as of 2021, and who knows, we may be building on that in years to come. Thirteen overall titles to their credit, I do believe, and Union County High School is admirably coached by Mr. Robert Irvin, and he's kind enough to join us this week to discuss his extensive wrestling background. All of his male siblings wrestled, and his female siblings were deeply involved as well through the wrestlerettes, We'll hear more about the wrestlerettes as we go along. Also, uh, his sons and his nephews have made their mark on the uh, Union County wrestling scene, and who knows what's to come for future Irvins. Plenty more, no doubt. But we will also unveil the secret to the success of the program, or as much of the secret as Coach Irvin is willing to reveal, shall we say. So it's going to be a fun one. Buckle up and let's ride. Here comes Blabbing in the Bluegrass, Episode 2 of Season 4. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Frankfurt to Franklin, Fairdale to Florence, we've got you covered here, and only here, as we blab in the bluegrass, explore and celebrate all things Kentucky, and have an absolute ball in the process. At least I am. I sure hope you are too. I'm Sam Moore. Coming at you from the brilliantly breathtaking North Quell Motel in historic Henderson KY. And for the first time, but probably not the last, we're going to talk a little wrestling. Wrestling is such a great team building activity. So many wonderful life's lessons to be learned from it. As we will hear from Union County High School wrestling coach Robert Irvin, who has been a vital part of Union County's historic wrestling success, not only as a current head coach, but also as a former assistant and a former Union County wrestling brave himself. Now, we always hear about the highly successful football programs and basketball programs at the high school level, baseball, but sometimes the other sports tend to sort of fly underneath the radar, but Coach Irvin is doing his best to make sure that that doesn't happen in the case of Union County because... They have developed quite a reputation as a wrestling powerhouse, and with good reason. And I tell you, between Robert and his wrestling brothers back in the day, and his sons, many of his nephews, I tell you, the Urbans are definitely well represented and have been within the program. So we'll dive more into that as we go along here, and uh, I tell you, a number of fascinating facts that I gathered from this program were taken from an interesting article written by Kevin Patton, Gleaner sports writer, back in May. And, uh, fact, after my interview with Coach Irvin, we will reveal some information from that article as far as the, uh, highly successful wrestling tenures that Robert's sons and nephews have enjoyed. And Robert has had a privilege of being a part of that... Uh, in part as an assistant in the early years and then as a head coach for his uh, younger sons and nephews. So plenty of proud dad and uncle moments for Coach Irvin, to say the least. And uh, before we get to Robert, though, I do want to remind you that I am just an email away. Feel free. In fact, I want you to Drop me a line with your ideas. I plan on being at this over the long haul, so make sure that you're a part of it. Bluegrassblabbin at gmail.com is my address. B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. I love hearing from you. I love chatting with people, even if it isn't via mouth. (laughs) Even if it is on the computer. I love it. (laughs) The opportunity to bond with you, my listeners, is extremely important to me. You can also hit me up via the Blabbing the Bluegrass Facebook page where all of my previous episodes are waiting for you. If you missed any, you want to go back and relive some, they are all there. So make sure that you like and follow that page because there is also frequent teasers on future shows for you to enjoy and take advantage of. You can make comments, leave messages, all sorts of big fun waiting to be had on the Blabbin' in the Bluegrass Facebook page. And podcast directories, we are a part of four now. You can listen and subscribe to Blabbin' in the Bluegrass absolutely free of charge via Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and most recently, Verbal has acquired Blabbin' in the Bluegrass, and I could not be happier that they have. So take advantage of these outlets to get your fix of the show each week as well. Never miss a single episode because we're not the same without you. And I would not, would not want to talk to myself. That wouldn't be fun, or ideal. So, (laughs) with that, let's move on to this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster. I strive to have one of these each and every week, so we will give you the question now. We'll give you time to think on it while you listen to Coach Robert Irvin, Union County High School wrestling guru. And after the interview and our discussion of the success of his children and nephews in the wrestling ring, we will reveal this week's Bluegrass Grass Brain Buster Answer. So, I want to know, what is the largest peanut butter production plant, and where in Kentucky is it located? Again, what is the largest peanut butter production plant in existence, and where in the Commonwealth is it located? Start your brainstorming, but don't let it distract you from Coach Robert Irvin. Plenty to be enjoyed in that conversation, and we will, like I said, unveil the answer in the program's final segments. Sam Moore proudly presents his Commonwealth Crowd Pleaser. Well, for those of you who might have been living under a rock and don't know, Union County High School in Western Kentucky has a, a very extensive and impressive wrestling history, and our special guest today has been a very important part of that history for a number of years, so here to fill us in on his career as a a wrestler and a coach is none other than the head coach of the Union County High School Wrestling Braves. Let's welcome to the stage Mr. Robert Irvin. Thank you. Robert, it is such a pleasure to have you on board here today on Blabbit in the Bluegrass. Now, how long have you been the head coach at Union County?
1: Well, I uh, when I first got back into coaching, it was around uh, 2000, and I had six—you know, one girl and, and six boys—and they started. My boys started showing interest in wrestling, so I thought maybe I was just going to be a a uh, a dad coach, assistant coach, and things like that, and just Uh, and that's I thought that was going to be my journey and in 2011 uh, it just happened that uh, it opened up and I was about the only one there so I uh, fell into the head coaching spot but over the years I really uh, fell in love with coaching uh, and working with the young students in our uh, in our community so Sure, I was. Uh, I was ready to step up to that position. You were excited. An actual,
0: <laughs> I can imagine you were excited, and I yeah. tell you, with the uh, with six boys into wrestling and all that experience and uh, <laughs> molding future wrestlers, I tell you, you were you were well qualified to say the least. Now, many people um, may or may not know that your niece is Mallory Irvin, former Miss Kentucky. So, uh, why don't you? Give us a little update on what Mallory's up to these days.
1: Well, Mallory lives in Nashville, and she is a a go-getter. She's a she has her. I I really, I'm not a big social media guy, but she's a. They call it an influencer. Oh, yeah. So she's able to be uh, to kind of broadcast her life to everyone. Um, She has a really successful brand, and she, she stays really busy. Got two. Handsome, young little boys, sons, so she was doing good, and her husband, Kyle.
0: Yeah, I heard her her sing at the Union County Fair once, I believe it was 2000, 2001, somewhere in there, and she was great, so kudos to Miss Mallory Irvin. Now, um, Robert, you were raised on a farm there in rural Union County, along with your three brothers and your two sisters. So uh, explain, if you would, how your farm background equipped you to excel in the wrestling ring.
1: Well, everything I learned, you know, your kids, your children are going to believe what they see more than what you say. So everything I learned about hard work, about treating people fair, um, every value I have, I learned by watching my mom and dad. And and then uh, I've I've been so lucky in my life. I've never had to go to an interview. Everything I've ever done has been working with my brothers and and in uh, my family. So uh, it's just uh, everything I've learned and the influence I have as a coach. I learned from my parents just watching them.
0: Well, that's great, and <laughs>
1: you know, farming
0: and and wrestling both. Uh require good work ethic and a lot of strong muscles right that's right (laughs) yes Yes. indeed so uh, a similar skill set is a must for both of them now Robert you followed in your um, two older brothers footsteps Tim and Gary who were also Union County High School wrestlers so uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about how these elder siblings mentored you and assisted you in developing your craft as a youngster.
1: I think the biggest thing for me is I've always looked up to my older brothers and I was uh, anytime they wrestled or on a mat uh when they went out for wrestling in high school the program had just started I was just a fourth grader and and I saw my older brothers doing it and I I was uh I was a fourth grader wrestling in the, at the high school level so I was Tiny and uh, I, uh, I, I got my rear end kicked a lot, but <laughs> I just wanted to. I wanted to do what my brothers did, and I was clued to it when they, when they moved on to college. I knew instantly I, I wanted to someday be at that level. So I, it pushed me to, you know, to work really, really hard in the summertime. That's back when you know everybody played different sports. You know, you didn't just specialize in one, but I knew that that's what I wanted to do, so that's uh, that's all I did. Indeed. Now, uh, Gary's
0: the oldest, right? And then Tim. Yes. Perfect. And then you. So you were <laughs> you were third in line. Well, enrolling on the uh, high school wrestling team as a fourth grader is quite a, a unique opportunity, to to say the least. So describe and expand a little more, if you would, on this experience wrestling with teammates who were uh, considerably older, bigger, and uh, more mature than you at the time.
1: Yes, I was kind of like uh, Rudy. You know, they, they were <laughs> all cheering for me because I was always, you know, I was usually getting beat. But what it did for me was, I you know, I, I wasn't nervous about losing. I was just worried about competing, and it, it made me uh, – really focused on learning technique and not worrying. you know, I didn't have to worry about cutting weight because I was so light. And no. so, so all I did was, uh, you know, I was glued to it. I took in every, uh, aspect of wrestling. I, you know, we had a wonderful coach and, uh, Mike Loder Thomas at the time, and he was a great, uh, teacher, great technician. And so I learned a lot, didn't have the pressure of, uh, of having to win, so I just worried about getting better and competing, and uh, and it made made it fun.
0: Yeah, that, that's one good thing about being so young on such a veteran team that there weren't high expectations at that particular point, were there? Oh <laughs> uh, no. See, so you could sort of develop and you know become the the fierce force that you would in later years. Now, on an interesting side note, Robert the highly regarded wrestlerettes cheerleading squad that was formed through a collaboration between your mom, Mary Lynn, and uh, your coach's wife, Diane, when the sisters of yours became high schoolers. So um, what inspired the uh, wrestlerettes concept and uh, what steps were taken by these two ladies to make the wrestlerettes a reality?
1: Looking back now, one thing that Diane and my mom did really well is is they they made uh, sports fun. They made wrestling fun. They you know they had so many other activities that they did to to uh, get the school behind us. And they worked really hard at. It. They always had a smile. They always had fun. Sure. The reason they started the uh, wrestlerettes, I think one of the big driving forces was they didn't have. Uh, girls wrestling at the time because my sister was she uh, I don't think i could whip her until I was probably in eighth grade she was really <laughs> we she was uh she knew technique better than uh, probably i did just from being on the in the living room wrestling with everyone and uh, <laughs> a woman you didn't a, want to mess with <laughs> no she was a really good wrestler and uh and didn't have that opportunity at the time so she loved wrestling so the the best way she could be part of it was uh, being a wrestling cheerleader.
0: Well, that's great. And I know um, your mom, Diane, stayed in, or your mom, uh, Mary Lynn, I should say, she stayed involved with uh, the Wrestlerettes for about 13, 14 years, didn't she?
1: Yeah, it it was unbelievable. It it was such a fun group. Uh, her and Diane, they just, they did uh, just so much for the young uh, ladies in our school uh we had a huge group of uh, wrestlers there was actually tryouts i mean you not everybody got to be a wrestler at and uh anyways it, it was fun they they made it fun our pep rallies always were entertaining so they they did a wonderful job with that group well that's great now about
0: about how many ladies are on the wrestlerette squad now well
1: they're they back in the um I think back in the nineties, they uh, quit doing or early eighties or late eighties. I'm sorry. They, uh, they didn't, they just shut it down. They didn't have them anymore.
0: Oh, okay. I got to what, you. what
1: it, you know, anything like that, it it takes somebody really pushing it and working hard. And I think after, uh, you know, Diane, uh, after Loda retired and Diane retired and, and my mom retired, it, it just, you gotta have somebody pushing it and driving it. And That's I right. think, uh, I think it just uh, wasn't, we didn't have, we didn't have that group doing that.
0: Well, I tell you, that was a, that was a good thing though for a lot of years and who knows, maybe,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> maybe it'll <laughs> reemerge in the, the not too distant future. So we'll see. Now, um, Robert, you were the first member of the Urban family to become a two-time high school state champion and you conquered this Impressive feat back in 1981 and 1982. So uh, if you would, sir, take us through these magical state title runs and share with us some of your most fond memories of these triumphant journeys.
1: Well, I think uh, the exciting part of winning, a, winning the state titles is being part of a really we had really good teams back then we won state in 80 got runner up in 81 and then we got uh we won it again in 82 so that was that was the uh really good part of it I think uh one thing I learned in 1981 I always tell my guys uh never get too high or too low uh even kill (laughs) yeah you know so don't get too overly excited when you have big wins, and don't get too low when you have losses. You never, you know, you just can't look back. You gotta look forward. My junior year, uh, I actually got third in a regional tournament. I uh, had a really had a tough guy, really good athlete that I had, had wrestled about four times during the season and lost to him in overtime. And um, anyways, I I just made up my mind after that loss that I was I would I was going to wrestle one match at a time and just compete and. Anyways, uh, had a really good run through the state tournament and uh, won the state tournament as a junior probably. You know, I think if they had rankings back then, I probably would have maybe been in the top six maybe. Um, But I had a good run and uh, beat the defending state champion in state finals and got the uh, outstanding wrestler at state tournament. At that year,
0: that was quite an honor to say the least. And uh, yeah, how many people from the uh, from the region uh, get to go to state generally?
1: From from our region, it thank thank goodness back then it was a uh, top four. Probably two years before that, it was only top two. So I'm I i would not have had the chance to even go there if they hadn't changed that rule. <laughs> there you go so it's top four and you were you were number three so you
0: had the opportunity to uh, to compete for state and with all that talent around you um, that that always makes you better too doesn't it
1: absolutely I had my training partner was a four time state finalist a two time state champ so I, he was uh, I don't think I could have done wouldn't have been as successful if it wasn't for him.
0: So you, you probably found that uh, some of your um, matches with competition were uh, actually uh, easier than what you were going up against in practice.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So
0: that's, you know, that was sort of like a a breeder for you. Not always, but uh, on occasion. Now, after achieving splendid success at the uh, high school level, Robert, you wrestled collegiately at Southern Illinois University of Edwardsville where uh, your team earned an NCAA national championship back in 1986. So tell us what were your most valuable experiences and lessons learned throughout your team's quest for national prominence and success?
1: I think probably the biggest thing for me in college was, um, you know, not having your mom and dad right there helping you with meals and doing that, you know, yeah, sure. I really as a person, because now you know, I like training, I like working hard, but then I had to really put some thought in, okay, nutrition, so was, there were so many other things that came into play that uh, you know, then it, I was on my own on that. So it there it was definitely a growing experience for me. Uh, had some really uh, great wrestlers that I got to train with every day. So uh, my, uh, I really learned a lot uh, as far as technical. And uh, it was just a uh, fun experience to be part of that.
0: Well, no doubt. And it's quite an honor. And. You know, wrestling at, at the college level, uh, you know, if it's anything like other college sports, it's, uh, you know, increased competition. It requires a lot more time devoted to it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, you know, what helped me was my brother wrestled in college. And like I said, anything they, both brothers did, anything they did, I was I was focused on that. So at the time, they they would let high school kids come up. A lot of kids they they get their spirit broke when they they come out of high school and they're the top dog in their state or maybe in the country, but then they go to uh, college and it's not like that. So it takes a little little uh, a little time to grow into that at another, the next level.
0: Now, did uh, did Gary and Tim both go to Edwardsville as well?
1: Tim went to Gary went to Central Missouri State and Tim went to SIU at Edwardsville.
0: That's cool. Now. Um... Did uh, did you and Tim wrestle under the same
1: coach there? We did. Larry Kristoff was actually a heavyweight. Uh, he was an Olympian, um, silver medalist. He was a great coach, a, a great mentor. Obviously, you know, what he taught in technique was probably something that, that wouldn't fit a 118-pound wrestler at the time. So, But I had really, really great teammates that, or some of the top in the nation at any level, and so that's uh, that's who I that's who I learned from.
0: I gotcha, Coach Christoph. Yeah, that name sounds vaguely familiar. I guess I know why <laughs> with, the, yeah. with the with that kind of resume. Now, um, mm-hmm. following many years of uh, fierce ring competition, you eventually re-entered the wrestling realm at the coaching level. So uh, we touched on this briefly a little bit ago, Robert, but tell us how you uh, found your calling to coach and ultimately became part of the uh, UCHS coaching staff.
1: Okay. When I left wrestling in college, I thought I was through with it. I had a lot of injuries. If there was a, I broke many bones and just had a bunch of injuries in college. So when I was finished with wrestling in college, I thought, well, I'll never do this again, and, uh, anyways, you never say never, so, right. <laughs> I, I, just, uh, in around 2000, I was able, fortunate enough, I was working on the road with my brothers, and, and had an opportunity to, to, uh, be close to home, and so we, uh, I was able to finally be back around the house, and again, I had my younger boys, that. We're starting to get in. My older boys were starting to get into wrestling, so put a wrestling mat in my basement. We 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 train about a month, and we'd wrestle a couple of tournaments. Uh, then I started a program at the YMCA. Uh, they were really helpful us uh, getting our youth program going again. We didn't have one at the time, right? And so had a huge turnout. We had a great time for several years at the YMCA, and then in two thousand and two, the coach uh, Dennis Walls at the high school uh, asked me to be an assistant coach and I uh, I told him yeah I, you know I, I'll give it a try so uh, anyways once I got um connected with those guys it's funny when he asked me to do it I said I'm only going to come to practices I'm not going to be able to travel I don't want to do that and I never missed a match after that once you get connected with these uh Young athletes, you just, you know, you can't, you can't leave them. And, hooks uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with, uh, you know, just um, you see, athletes come from all different uh, walks of life, uh, and you see a lot of them. You know, there's some that are struggling with different things, and I, I, I felt found my calling. I just loved working and helping them get through. Uh, just sometimes, just getting through life. Right, so you're sort of a, a wrestling coach and a,
0: a life coach all-in-one sometimes. Now, Coach Walls retired in uh, 2011.
1: Yes, he retired that 2010-2011 uh, uh, season.
0: I see, and that's when that's when you took over, and uh, uh-huh. you've been the, the head man ever since. Now, you are privileged to be assisted on staff by – Two of your brothers, of course, your uh, older brother, Tim, and uh, your younger brother, Brad, who are Mm -hmm. seasoned wrestling gurus in their own right. So what in your mind, Robert, are the most notable perks of having these two siblings on board as coaching partners?
1: Well, what's good about having your older brother, he's not, you know, uh, when it's your family, you really trust you you know, their opinions and, then having an older brother, he's, he's, uh, he's quick to tell me when I do do something he doesn't agree with. So uh, even though I might not like hearing it, it's it, sometimes it's good to hear. Uh, and then just having uh, been able to, one thing was uh, really fun was I had uh, counting my boys, but I had a bunch, you know, I had several boys that wrestled, but I had an army of nephews that I got to coach and share in their lives and we still have a a really tight connection uh, because of the um the journey we went through with, with wrestling, so it's really been fun so uh and then it just happened my younger brother it's it's you know I got to see him Russell, come up through we I'm eleven years older than him, but watching Brad Russell and then having him uh, part of our coaching staff's really been fun
0: oh absolutely <laughs> yep, and, and uh, you know you get a bunch of different different perspectives there and a wide age gap between brothers. And that makes it, uh, that makes it neat too. Y'all could sort of put your heads together and come up with a, uh, a plan for the kids. I was reading an article written by uh, Kevin Patton last year, I believe it was, and, and wasn't, and you're right. You did have an army of nephews that <laughs> came through that wrestling program and, and did great things. In fact, wasn't it something like 13 Urbans uh, winning titles in nine years?
1: I uh, something like that, yes.
0: yeah. Something crazy, So Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't happen by
1: accident. Hey, let me back up real quick. Oh, you're what, good. Yeah, one thing that I, you know, my brothers are there and they help, but you know, one thing that I realized, um, it just all through my life is, you know, one thing I'm I've always been fairly good at is, you know, I go out and if I'm not good at something, I go find people that are better than me to, to have on my team. uh, And so one thing that I've done over the years uh, is I've went out and found talented coaches. Uh, I have, uh, we call, we call each other the three amigos because man, we are, you know, they're like my best friends, but I got Jarvis Elam. I had the privilege of coaching and he, uh, he went to Campbellsville university, great technician. He knows our system. Uh I was able, I was able to talk him into coming back in the school system because I'm not in the school system. And it's important to have somebody in there talking to uh, your athletes and students, recruiting, just helping them through school. So I was able to get Jarvis uh, to move back home, and, and, he, and he's, uh, we probably wouldn't have had the level of success if it wasn't for him being back home and, and helping us out, being on the coaching staff. And then we had another one that uh, we do wrestling camps every year, uh-huh. And I, I saw this young man. He wrestled at University of Illinois at the time when he came out of high school, he was the number one high school wrestler at his weight class in the country, really great wrestler, at University of Illinois, but he got to come in and work in camps and his name's Brooks Black. And he fell in love with our community. He's from Pennsylvania. I mm. uh, went to wrestled at a prep school up in uh, New Jersey, but he just fell in love with this area. And anyways, he got, uh, we talked him into uh, coming back, moving to Union County, and now it's his home. and he And he loves our community. and He's a uh, you know, it came from the number one uh, high school program in the nation, which uh, Blair Academy. So, our coaching staff is is unbelievable. And I just, anyways, I I couldn't do it, do that without those two guys.
0: A Yankee transplant, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> now, our
1: uh, our Jarvis and Brooks, both teachers. They are Brooks teaches the high school, uh, Jarvis teaches the middle school. So we've we've got a we've got a great uh, staff that are in the school and and helping not only in the mat but in the, at the school level and education.
0: Absolutely, it's great that you have yeah. a, a presence at the middle school and the high school level.
1: Now, yeah, uh,
0: one of your earliest uh, success stories as a coach, Robert, came in the form of your son, Caleb, who was the first Union Countyan to become a national wrestling champion. So describe, if you would, how this unprecedented success boosted Caleb's confidence as a wrestler, as well as your confidence as a coach.
1: Well, we'll back up a little bit. In 2007, we won our first team state title since 1982 and and it was exciting it was you know we where we came from and to win that state title was a, a, an exciting thing but Indeed. that year when we won the state tournament we didn't have a single state champ a, a individual state champ anyways uh when i went home i said well, that's we're not going to do that again you know when we win a state title we want to dominate we want to have five guys in the finals so what we did is we we started changing our goal from just winning a state tournament. We wanted, we decided we wanted the guys to uh, win at the national level. And so what we did is, is we started putting together it, – it made us work harder as coaches because what we had to do is we had to go out and find the best competition in the country. And during the summertime, we traveled. to Whatever school is the number one team, we go train with them. Or we put together workouts at – wherever a college and we'd invite just all the best people we could find and you know we'd get the heck beat out of us starting out but eventually what we did is when you start wrestling competition like that at that level you start competing at a high level it makes so anyways, you stronger <laughs> yeah so we started we set our goals not just to be high school state champs uh individually but we wanted to be high school state champs or na- i'm sorry nationals uh wrestle at the national level i'm st- and anyway, so so that's what we did, and uh, our goals were to first all American at a national tournament, and then go from there. So, anyways, went out to the NHSCA, and and I thought maybe we brought four or five guys out there, and I thought maybe we Caleb could sneak in and, in the top eight. And uh, anyways, he he blew me away. He he wrestled an unbelievable tournament. He pinned his way all the way to the finals um, and then won it one in the finals. How about that? Got, yeah, got, you know, he won the award for most falls in the least amount of time at, of in the tournament. So, anyways, it, it so that that's when he did that, it changed the thinking for everybody on the team. It's like the, you know, it took years and nobody thought anybody could run a four minute mile. And the year somebody broke the four minute mile record, there's like three other people that instantly started running under four minutes so and it and it changed the thinking of our team when they saw caleb do that they went okay there was guys on our team saying okay that's what i want to do and now we you know it's it's we have we're having guys you know all american or winning the national tournaments uh every year so that's uh it kind of changed our whole way of thinking
0: so it's just like the little engine that could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I can. I think I can. I know I can. I know I can. Now, um, where, where was the uh, NASCA competition that year that Caleb won it?
1: It was in – it's always been uh, in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Okay. So, it's a, it's a nice trip. It's really fun. You get to see a part of the country. Uh, and uh, and a lot of guys, you know, on our team, they don't get that opportunity to travel. So, yeah you know, usually that's uh you know when we go out there we'll bring several kit, uh several of our athletes because they just want to go see that part of the country
0: yeah and <laughs> and support their fellow wrestlers and that was a that was a proud bad moment for you I know and when you see you know your players whether they're your kids or not when you see them thrive and excel like that it always um uh, gives you the the confidence that you have the uh the ability to train those players to to compete professionally, right?
1: Yes, yes, to, to, to compete at a high level.
0: At a high level, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. and that, that definitely bodes well. Now, uh, under the leadership of you and your staff, Robert, Union County's wrestling braves have claimed an incredible six consecutive state titles to date. Now, besides superior coaching, what do you believe to be the, uh, the biggest keys to your Braves' impressive track record in state competition?
1: Um, well, obviously, when you have athletes that compete year in and year out really hard, and, and um, they always seem like they wrestle better at the state tournament. So they, they, the kids here in Union County, it seems like they're pretty tough. Uh, they're durable. Um, I think as a coaching staff, we, uh, we prepare them mentally for, uh, you know, everybody, you know, everybody uh, wants to see a, somebody wins all the time. They don't want to see that. They want to see somebody beat them. So uh, just having the, uh, you know, just having seems like uh, the everybody against you. Uh, so it's, it's nice to have, uh, you know, it seems like the, we've done a good job of training them mentally, preparing them for that kind of competition. But the biggest thing by far is the support from our parents, our community Mm -hmm. and, uh, and our, our school board and our, you know, administration. It's unbelievable. They, uh, you know, we get a, you know, most people, if they win a state tournament, they get, you know, the fire engines and stuff like that coming into town. We get that going to the state tournament on the way out, on (laughs) the way out. Yeah. So they, they, every, ambulance uh fire engines police every state uh, city uh sheriff department they're all seeing us out of town and we i mean there's people lining the streets at the businesses coming through morganfield we swing by morganfield elementary all the kids are out there we swing by john paul ii all the kids are out there waving with their little signs and uh it's really you know just pumps you up i had the uh julian tackett he commissioner of the khsaa Sure. He came up to me one time and uh, and he said, "Do they shut down the county when you guys come to the state tournament? Because you know, just our crowds are you know, twice as big as anybody else's. So it's Pretty uh, rough.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's impressive. It's uh, you know, WMSK broadcasting live on you know play by play in the postseason season is unbelievable. So it's uh, I think that you know, it's it's just that." Backing and that we get from in support we get from our community and parents and and I think that's that's another thing these guys have something else they're wrestling for.
0: Indeed, that uh, parental involvement and the county support and, and radio coverage those are all <laughs> big motivators. No I, doubt. I've,
1: I've been to. uh I spoke this weekend at the Missouri Coaches Clinic. I presented, and oh, yeah? they they were blown away that that. Uh, the support we had from our community, and yeah, you know, nobody has that, and it's, yeah. it's pretty impressive.
0: I mean, how many, uh how many high school wrestling programs get their uh, matches on the air in postseason? So, yeah, <laughs> you gotta love that. Yes. Now, um, it's reasonable, Robert, to assume that um, at the uh, high school level, wrestling has. Changed and evolved a considerable amount since its beginning. So just out of curiosity, I was wondering how does today's high school wrestling compare and maybe contrast to the high school wrestling of your generation?
1: Well, probably the biggest thing is with with um, you know the internet. you can you can go and watch technique online, so some of the best coaches are dad coaches. I mean oh,
0: yeah,
1: no doubt. <laughs> I remember when I was in high school, Loder would get books from the library or he'd have books ordered. So he was he was looking at technique through pictures and a and in and in, in information in a book. I remember him have his book laid out and he was showing technique going back looking at the book. So now now you can pull it up on a TV, you can show it to your team. Uh, and then that's just you know, back then everybody just wrestled for their high school team, which you know, I like that, you know, it, it was really great. There was a uh, really good school spirit and that, but nowadays it's a good and bad. There's so many clubs that, that kids can go wrestle with. And, and, uh, you know, there's a really good one over in Evansville and you can go train, uh, over there and you can wrestle with all the best guys in, in the area. So th- there's so much more access with camps, uh, clubs and, uh, and just basically just, Internet, you can you can get so much uh, technique off the internet. Sure, Lotus probably like if
0: only we had the internet back when I yeah. was coaching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, and you're right. There's a lot more clubs and opportunities for wrestlers now, which uh, which has its pros and cons. But uh, at the end of the day, it does make them stronger, and it and it uh, gets a lot of these guys seasoned at uh, at a much younger age. Mm-hmm. So. That's definitely a positive. Well, Robert, you've been great. We've sure enjoyed talking to you that before we let you go. Um, first off, what are your future hopes and aspirations for the highly prestigious Union County high school wrestling program?
1: Well, we're, uh, we're going to continue to uh, train hard. You know, obviously the dynamics of training is a lot different, uh, now with this pandemic. Sure. Uh, so we, uh, we're going to be uh positive optimistic we're going to uh whatever comes our way we're going to roll with it and uh adjust however we need to we'll we'll keep uh we're going to work keep working really hard you know we're a small community so our the athletes to choo- choose from are, are is a, a lot smaller and sure. so we're we're going to just keep hustling trying to recruit those guys to come give wrestling a try uh and then again we we still want next year we'll have six wrestlers at wrestling at the division one level. so our goals that. are, yeah, so our goals are still to uh, continue to try to have guys wrestling at the highest level and and then just probably the biggest thing is when they're when they leave our program, the top probably the top thing is we want our guys to be and ladies we're starting to get a few ladies now we want them to be uh you know good just good people
0: high standing citizens and also that's right well-equipped wrestlers and it's great that you got men and women on there now too we'll be interested to track those uh 61 wrestlers in their uh, collegiate careers as well so um for those in our audience who are uh, likely weighing their options for future athletics, Robert, uh, give us your best sales pitch for wrestling as, uh, an attractive physical activity and a rewarding sport.
1: Well, I think wrestling is the best sport, uh, hands down for, uh, teaching discipline, work ethic, uh, every value that, uh, is important to make you, uh, you know, just, a good in the workforce and successful in life. I think wrestling teaches it. Um, and then another thing that's really neat with our program, uh, we travel so much, you know, these, whoever's part of our team, they're going to be able to see parts of the country that they've never seen before. And, uh, I think just, uh, in general, you know, I think wrestling is fun, but it's, uh, it teaches a lot of, uh, characteristics and values that'll carry on throughout your life.
0: Indeed. You go places, make friends and, and yeah.
1: build skills. So talk
0: about your, your, three and one there. Well, uh, we, uh, we wish you nothing but the best moving forward. And how many, how many matches you got left this season?
1: Well, we're getting ready. We're just getting ready to start. You know, one thing we do, we do a, we do a lot of our national uh, wrestling type events in the spring, summer uh-huh. and fall. So we're getting our, our last national tournament that we're wrestling in for the off season will be uh, we go to preseason nationals at the end of this month up in Iowa. So we're, uh, oh, gotcha. we're excited about that. So we're, we do a lot of traveling. Like I said,
0: absolutely. Well,
1: <laughs> good luck
0: with everything. I know you're going to do well and remain a force for quite some time. And uh, we look forward to tracking the success of your team and, It's been a pleasure. You never have to twist my arm too hard to talk about (laughs) wrestling or sports in general, Robert. So I'm sure you and I will be talking again in the not-too-distant future.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: Now, how could you possibly listen to that without being inspired to achieve excellence? I tell you, Coach Irvin is truly one in a million, and I know that anybody who's ever coached under him or wrestled under him or coached against him, for that matter... Uh, they would wholeheartedly agree, and there's a lot we can learn from a guy like Robert Irvin, and a fair amount of that wisdom was generously imparted on us during our conversation, so I sure appreciate Coach Irvin lending us some of his very sparse time right now as the season's about to get underway for an appearance on this week's Blabbing in the Bluegrass. You know, his accomplishments in the wrestling ring, along with his brother's, back in the day. Well, that's a whole other discussion for a whole nother show. Now, we touched on him briefly during our visit, but I'd like to focus for a few minutes on the success of Coach Irvin's sons and his nephews within the Union County High School wrestling program, and needless to say, they've certainly made their mark. Now, this info, like I said, it was retrieved from a very interesting article written by well-respected sports writer Kevin Patton from the Henderson Gleaner. I said during the interview that it was uh, last year, but no, it was from May of this year, 2021, which is even better, because that makes it more up-to-date. But uh, anyway, back in 2009, Robert's sons Caleb and Isaac both claimed state titles, and uh, Caleb would eventually hold the proud distinction of being the Irvin's first three-time state champion. So, that's certainly impressive, to say the least. Now, Caleb went on to uh, wrestle collegiately at the University of Illinois, where he would earn freshman of the year honors. Isaac followed in his daddy's footsteps and wrestled at Southern Illinois University Edwardsville. So, they both uh, enjoyed wrestling success beyond their high school years. Now, uh, their younger brothers, You had Saul, who also wrestles at uh, SIUE. He's there right now, and he was a uh, three-time state champion as a high schooler. He claimed his first as a freshman in 2015. And uh, the youngest two boys of Coach Irvin's, they are twins, Micah and Matthias, and they are two years younger than Saul. Now, Micah scored more points in the state tournament, than any wrestler in Union County history, and was state champ in 2019 and 2020. His twin brother Matthias, well, he won three state titles individually on his own. Now, both of the twins are currently attending the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, so we wish them nothing but the best, to say the least. Now, as for the nephews, uh, Robert's nephew, Luke, who is Gary Irvin's son, he claimed a state title in 29, the same year that uh, Isaac and Caleb did. 2009, I should say. And uh, Tim's son, Brock, is the only five-time state champion in Kentucky to date. Can you imagine five-time state champion? That is... Certainly not something that most people can put on their resume. He also pursued collegiate wrestling for a time at the University of Illinois, but his action was limited due to knee complications, unfortunately. But that's not to take away from all that he accomplished at the high school level and uh, his courage to give it a shot collegiately, too. So, the irvins I tell you, who knows what else we're going to hear from them down the pipe in terms of future generations and stories. So we'll, we'll definitely have to keep that family on our radar. They'll definitely give us plenty of material. We could probably do a whole podcast on the Irvins if, if we really wanted to. But again, thanks so much to Robert Irvin, and we wish him nothing but uh, continued success in his pursuit of a seventh consecutive state wrestling championship. In 2022. Now, plenty more fun is coming your way next week with more great conversation. And if you have any suggestions, you know how to get a hold of me. Bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com is the email address for me. And you can also hit me up via the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page. All of the uh, previous episodes are there. You can stay up to date with information, updates as they are presented on future shows make comments, leave messages. So, bottom line, I'm not hard to get a hold of, okay? (laughs) Easy to track me down, and I love interacting with listeners. So, reach out and let me know what's on your mind as it relates to Blabbit in the Bluegrass, of course. And uh, before we part ways here, we do have to reveal the long-awaited answer to this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster, which we presented to you back at the beginning of the program, I wanted to know, what is the largest peanut butter production plant in existence, and where in Kentucky is it located? Your answer? It's Jif. Moms like you choose Jif. I don't think that's their jingle anymore, but it was for a long time, and that stuck with me. So, Jif peanut butter, it's the largest peanut butter production facility in the world and where is it it's in the Commonwealth's second largest city Lexington yep in case you didn't know creamy Jif peanut butter is made right here in the bluegrass Lexington to be exact but they don't just make creamy peanut butter there's also crunchy extra crunch in fact they make a whopping 15 different kinds of peanut butter including creative spreads like a maple peanut butter, and even a cinnamon peanut butter. So, variety is the spice of life, as I like to say. (laughs) I probably run that in the ground, but in the case of Jif, that uh, saying couldn't be more appropriate. And uh, proudly produced right here in Kentucky, Jif peanut butter, the largest peanut butter production plant in the world. And oh, the things we hope you learn through these Bluegrass, Brain Busters, and blabbed in the Bluegrass shows in general, while you have fun learning. Of course, that's the point. And a reminder that you can listen and subscribe to the show without paying a pretty penny. You've got four podcast directories on which to do so. Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Verbal. Verbal, V-U-R-B-L, that is our most recent edition in the Podcast Directory family. So, never miss a show. Utilize those avenues to get your feel of blabbing in the bluegrass each and every week. I love doing them, and I love having you. So, until we meet again next week, you know your assignments. Keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing, blabbing, blabbing in, in the bluegrass. Grass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.